0: Yes, oh, that yes, nice. that been nice, good job Pierre, amazing race, amazing race. Yes, <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> yes, uh, thanks guys, did you enjoy the overtakings, as much as really I did. Good. Really, really good. Great job Pierre, that was absolutely amazing, some great moves. At your best, fantastic! Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, mate. Let's keep going, and uh, we'll be able to enjoy some more strong results like this. Ah, oh. this kind of race—that's why, that's why I like racing. That was good. On the show. Today, Ocon gets a nice extension. Hamilton is a bit of a sore loser. We preview the worst race on the calendar. Crofties, love files, and more. But 1st I I'll hand the mic over to a man. A man that once drank all the wine in Bordeaux and fought a truffle pig. And it constantly confuses Napoleon to Neapolitan ice cream. That man is David Croft. Take it away. Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back. Relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show, here is your host, Kaldi. That <laughs> is right, it's your main squeeze, Kaldi, aka the Kaldapotamus, cool and I was lurking near the watering hole today and they were telling me that episode 50 is on the horizon, but this is episode 47, few more to go so it's nothing but business here. Business as usual. Whoa, 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 whoa. You there. Yeah, yeah, you. That's my Fermi you're about to bump into. Please, if you wouldn't mind just parking on up in there. Instead, uh, because it is the Park It In My Fermi show, the only show that talks news, opinion, previews, reviews, results, love triangles, and covers Crofty's love life better than Mrs. Croft ever could. Ho, 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 you've come to the right place. F1 Comedy Show is going to be bringing you all the action. From the French Grand Prix, the most boring, horrendous Grand Prix on the circuit. Episode 47 is here, but don't be sad if you've missed the previous 46. They are on the most popular website, on the line. No, 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 not Pornhub.com. No, 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 not where is whereismrisculdie.org. It's fairmate.com. Better yet, look at the podcast listening device of yours right now. Look down. Yes, you. See that subscribe and follow button, don't you? So enticing, isn't it? Why not tickle it with the tip? Of your finger. You want more? <laughs> oh, you better believe we got more. Socials. Bang! I got you with the apparking in my furmo on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Patreon link in the description to become a member as well. Tonight, though, we talk all things French Grand Prix, Paul Ricard Circuit. Top five things that'll happen this weekend. Crofty's Love Files is back, baby! And much, much more. stuff of the week, of course. But first, it's going to be time for the news. News, 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 news. Coldy, Formula One news. Pocket in my Ferme, Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this. It's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news. Coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my firm, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. That is right. It is the pimp news. Whistleman, do your thing. Ooh, some stuff. Yeah. All right. We've actually got some news to cover this week as the last few weeks. They've been just dragging their feet. Flexi wings. flexy wings. No, no, no. None of that crap here. Move aside. Let's start off with the good news. Esteban Ocon. Congratulations. He signed through to 2024. A little bit of an extension for the 24-year-old on his Alpine contract. Now, he initially joined Renault last season and was pantsed by Ricardo. Absolutely made to look like a bit of a silly goose, but I actually really like this move by Alpine, signing the Frenchman to the French team for another few years. Now, why do I like this? Because I think he's doing an excellent job. He's making Alonso look like a right tit right now. Yes, they are building that car specifically for Esteban, and I like what he's doing. I was ready to write him off at the start of the season, but not anymore. Come on in. Door is open. Next bit of news. Mazapin apologises for what happened in Baku. He kind... Sorry. Mazapin kind of apologises for what happened in Baku because you wait until you read this one. Here's the quote. Our discussions that go on within the team, I believe, should stay within the team. However, if it was already brought out, I would just say I apologise to him if that's how he felt and he clearly was very upset but I would say if it is very important that he doesn't expect to have it too easy. I'm never going to not block for whatever reason or one another but I clearly didn't expect him to be where he ended up being. If he felt the way he did I said sorry because that's what I think I should be doing. However, it wasn't for my particular doings at all. The time what the fuck kind of apology is that right now if you're listening to this try saying that to your girlfriend or wife I'm sorry because um because that's that's the way that's the way you feel I'm sorry you feel that way I'm, I'm sorry uh, yeah I'm sorry you feel I didn't do the dishes I'm sorry you feel I yelled out your sister's name in bed when we were making love okay it's not that's such a bullshit excuse just shut up Because I know I'm right and you're wrong. Alright. You cut him off when you didn't need to do that. Just let him pass, you piece of shit. Moving on. Next bit of news. Now, this is almost as ridiculous as the last bit of news. They've moved Hamilton's magic button. (laughs) This is what Hamilton had to say. I'll get to what Hamilton said in a second. But uh, my girlfriend told me she just moved the magic button. It better be in a location I can find it, if you know what I mean. Okay, I think everyone knew what we mean. Moving on. This is what Hamilton had to say. It definitely wasn't any pressure from Max. And I don't even count it as a mistake. Oh, excuse me. Okay. I don't feel any pressure. I feel pretty relaxed. You can't always be perfect. A mistake is when you often drive off the track through missing your braking point or hitting the wall. It was kind of an unforced error. Yep, remember that unforced error? Really just something that we had that was sitting there that could have happened at any point. It unfortunately bit us pretty hard, but you learn from that experience. Hey news for you Hamilton, an unforced error is a mistake. No one forced you to do it. You did it on your own. You hit it accidentally. Therefore, it was a mistake. Take ownership. Fucking Hell, Mercedes. You're a bunch of fucking knobs lately. Honestly, no. I'm. I'm. No. Because, by the by the way, if any of you want to be on the show, yeah. But it's not Bottas's fault the pit stop didn't work in Monaco, despite what Toto had to say. It is Hamilton's fault that he pressed the magic button. Jesus fucking Christ, Bottas, leave. Leave the team. Mercedes is fucking cult. It's toxic. You're the abused housewife right now. They're beating you. That is what's happening. Anyway, um, that's it for the news. Stroll crosses the line and he does go pole. One forty-seven-seven. Lance Stroll is on pole for the first time in his career. Said he won. He won. Yes, boys! <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> yes! Brad, I want to hear you say it, mate. That's pole position. I want to hear you say it. (laughs) That's pole position, Lance. Pole position. Let's go! (laughs) Now, we need to be predicting the weekend from start to finish. I know, 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 I know. French GP weekend, yay. The Paul Ricard circuit, the Jean-Luc Ricard circuit, boldly going where no man's gone before. Look, we have a job to do. And as diehard fans, we need to sit down and watch every single race. We must eat our vegetables so that we can have dessert. And the Paul Ricard circuit are the Brussels sprouts dipped in dog shit. That's what we have to endure right now. Endure, uh, French word, probably. So let's start to break down everything that is happening this weekend. The first of the back uh, to back uh, to back triple header. Ooh, that's a lot of head. That's <laughs> a lot of head. So let's look at where we sit right now. Because of Baku, we are all excited. We're all lapping about. The feathers are all perky. We're the peacocks. We got them out. We're showing off. We're ready to have our hopes and dreams squashed by the French GP. And it's still toy like a tiger on top of the driver's championship with Max Verstappen leading the way. Four points clear of Sir Lewis Hamilton but the next three races certainly will favour that Mercedes. The battle for third is close as well with Perez now just ahead of Lando Norris by a bee's dick length. The new Mr. Consistency and the weight of the world and as well as your fat mum is on the shoulders of Valtteri Bottas because If there is no success in the next race or two, it's almost a certainty that he is shown the door at Mercedes. I'm I'm not even giving him to the end of the triple header right now. After that second, after the first race, sorry, the first race in Austria, the second race of this triple header, if he doesn't perform, get him out. Enough is enough. I was team Bottas all the way. I, I even just said, he's in the toxic relationship. But it's still a business. They're still trying to win. He's not doing anything to help. So without further ado, or French for you, I think, let's dive into the session by session prediction for what will happen this weekend, starting in the free practice. Now, by the time you hear this, free practice is well and truly underway, probably over, and free practice two is going to begin. Thanks, uh, partly because my fiance had to blow dry her hair before leaving when she knows I need to record. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have a little... I'm going to have a little word about that when she gets home. Okay? Alright? Alright. But yeah, so we've got ourselves a bit of free practice. Now, there aren't going to be too many surprises, I don't think, in the free practice. I think the Ferrari form of old is gone. Um, it, it's it's going to go back to the way it was. Honda and the Red Bulls will start reigning supreme again. Of course, that Mercedes engine will start firing up. McLaren going to be happy about that. And the timesheets all over free practice with the Alpha Tauri, I think will be the only shock of the bunch in the Friday sessions. They may not be the fastest time, but they will certainly turn a few heads with their speed. McLaren and Mercedes also going to be bouncing back big time. But the luck of the prancing horse is done. Ferrari are going to be falling back a fair way is my prediction. And I'm never wrong. Now, there, there is where the problems of the French circuit will stand out. Now, with the multiple straights, everyone goes, oh, well, what's your problem with the French GP? Why do you hate the Paul Ricard? It's got 175 different variations. Something like that, actually. I think that, that exaggerated number is pretty accurate. But here are the problems with a French circuit. Uh, with multiple straights into high-speed and medium-speed corners, on paper, it looks great. Huge runoff areas mean the cars can push it to the limits. But these are all flaws. Think about it. High speed straights into a chicane is great for overtaking. But when that happens twice on a circuit, it means that after you pass someone, you then have to immediately defend against that person later on the same lap. So what's the point? You pass them, then they pass you. And then you've got to go through it again. You pass them, they pass you, you pass them. And you do that for 50 odd laps. You know, it's like Abu Dhabi. That's the problem with Abu Dhabi. It looks great on paper. Look at this. Fantastic. But no, it's it's two straights. Whoever qualifies first is gonna win. And that is bullshit. No one cares about Sunday. Right now, everyone's getting excited for Saturday night. Or Saturday day, depending on where you are, or, or Saturday morning, depending on where you are in the world. Okay? You can never really close a gap to the front as a result because you're constantly on the defense. And the leaders are able to extend their lead. Huge runoff areas that are painted the same colour as a Smurf's penis are horrible. Although drivers can push it to the limit, it also means track limits. And giving back positions is also going to be a dominant point of conversation and discussion this weekend. How many races or things that have happened this season? First two races of the year, track limits were an issue. This is why Baku was so good. No track limits in Baku. Do whatever you want. Oh yeah, there's a big fuck off wall though. It also means track limits are giving bad position. It's, yeah, it's just going to be horrendous. I don't want another race where track limits dominate the conversation and races are decided by it. Bahrain. Round one springs to mind. Still really. And what about Lando Norris's Imola qualification? Oh, I'm home. I, that's what's getting me through this weekend is what what's Lando going to be able to do in qualifying. Oh, I'd love a Lando win. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez, just like Ocon, I think I got a little bit of an extension just then. So Mercedes are going to do that thing where they coast for the first two free practice. And we're going to be like, oh my God, is Mercedes okay? Is everything okay? And in FP3, they will ramp it up. Get a nice time in and start making Red Bull shit themselves. McLaren, I think, will surprise people and get some great sector times in as well. But we move on to qualifying. The main event of the evening. Now, it's not going to be too much of a shock. The McLarens, Red Bulls and Mercedes will dominate. The Ferraris will waver a bit, but manage to still get through to Q3. I expect Aston Martin to continue their good form as well as Alpine to turn it up a little bit this weekend. The Hasses will struggle. Mazepin goes all over the shop. Schumacher also will struggle this weekend. I hate to say it, I love the Schumacher. Uh, the Shoemaker. I love him. I love him. Asics, Nike, Adidas. Okay, horrible joke. A little bit, but then the Williams cannot handle the fast corners either. Q1 is over and No Shock exits out of Q1. For the first time this year, the two Hasses, Mazepin and Schumacher are out. Latifi, Raikkonen, and Natsi for the Alfa Romeos all exit in Q1. That means Mr. Saturday it does scrape through just for something different. Q2 begins. The tie selections are made. Red Bull head out and set some blistering times. Both for Verstappen and Perez also just crushing it. Hamilton is there with them but Bottas has gotten distracted by the blue wavy lines and spun off the track. George Russell pulls up alongside Bottas's car, hops out then quickly finishes Bottas's laps in the fastest lap but then realises the stewards find out what happened and they disqualify Russell out of Q2 and Bottas is able to go on to Q3. What an amazing joke Can you believe that happened? I just told you what's going to happen in qualifying in Q2. You aren't as shocked as I am. Out in Q2, George Russell, Lance Stroll, Fernando Alonso, Sebastian Vettel, and Yuki Tsunoda. Oh my god, I'm so excited for Q3. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Bottas again goes off on the blue wavy lines. What the hell is going on? He's attracted to the Smurf penis. Hamilton pushes out hard and is able to get the fastest lap on pole, followed closely by Verstappen and Perez in third, Bottas is P10, I'm predicting it, Ocon, P9, Sainz, Leclerc, Ricciardo, Gasly and Norris are the remainders, so the start of the race it's Mazepin, Schumacher, Latifi, and Giovinazzi, Russell, Stroll, Alonso, Vettel, Sunoda, and then the top 10, Bottas, Ocon, Sainz, Leclerc, Ricardo, Gasly, Norris, Perez, Verstappen, and Sir Lewis Hamilton. How, how excited. I'm, pu- I'm pumped for this one. <laughs> oh, but but the race has already started. No yellow flags. Nothing happens. I fall asleep next to an empty bottle of scotch. And uh, the same order crosses the line. Because it's a French GP and it fucking sucks. I'm so passionate about this. You know why? Because it's not a street circuit, all right? They are in complete control of how that layout of it of the track goes. You built it. Right, with Monaco, you know, Monaco 60 years ago, Monaco circuit, immaculate, incredible, because the cars are smaller, they're not as quick, they're able to zip past each other, around each other, and it's an incredible racing. All right, you can't blame Monaco for that. They can't reposition the buildings. But Paul Ricard circuit, sort your shit out, mate you're a circuit you were built someone goes oh well i built this it's um, a piece of shit who knows 2022 might turn around i doubt it but now you know everything that's going to happen from start to finish so start getting pumped up and excited for the french gp head down to the bookies place the bet on gamble responsibly it's like printing money when you listen to me predict the weekend but also later in the podcast, I will list the top five things that will actually happen this weekend. But first, get really excited because it's your stat of the week. I'm a stat man, Formula One, stat man, call these a stat man, yeah, stats, uh, I'm a stat man, oh yeah, oh yeah, stat time, yeah, oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. Now we're going with a little French GP stat. Paul Ricard's circuit has 167 different layouts. All 167 of them fucking suck. That's your stat of the week. Bada 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 ba He's a stat man! Ooh, that was a good stat. It really was. Yes. Such a good stat. Yes, yes. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man! Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool. is pretty cool. Yeah. Now, after a bit of a hiatus, We return to look at one man's love endeavours as he tries to run away with Dixie Normus and escape Karung Chandok. Will David Croft be successful this time around? It's time for another Crofty's Love Files. I've been captured. Snapped up quicker than the promising young driver by a Red Bull development team. I awake from a daze, vision blurry, my eyes slowly adjusting to the light like I was coming out of the tunnel in Monaco. I was tied to a chair, unable to move like I was snug driver's F1 cockpit. I look around the room and see a man off in the distance. I know this man was behind everything. All the captured women, all the deaths, all the torment. Crofty... It's time, it's about time you woke up. <laughs> the voice said, I was shocked. Like I was Pierre Gasly winning a GP in Italy. It was Martin fucking Brundle. Martin Brundle has been behind this all along. He's the one kidnapping all the women and collecting them all for himself. Brundle's beauties indeed. I knew it was you, Brundle. Even when I thought it was Corinne Chandock, I knew it was you all along somehow. What have you done with Miss Normus? Dixie Normus. Brundle smiled. Dixie Normus? (laughs) You're hung up on some chick? All this to save some dame? If that's what it is, if that's what it's all about, you can take her. She means nothing to me. Bring her in here, Brundle shouted to one of his henchmen. One of the henchmen entered the room with Miss Normus. She was bound and tied up, gagged, so I couldn't hear her heavenly voice. She looked uncomfortable, like the Paul Ricard circuit, a right mess. She didn't look good at all. "'You're willing to risk it all? Risk your life for some broad?' Brundle stated. I looked her up and down, remembering the good times, the grand times. "'Well, they say if there's a gap you no longer want to go for, then you aren't a driver or something like that. And she has a mighty fine gap. A gap I wouldn't mind my front end exploring once more,' I said. Despite being gagged and bound, I could tell she was enjoying what I was saying. "'You're shaking me, crofty!' Brundle said. He turned. One of his henchmen and lobbed him his gun. I have to attend to some business. You, you take care of Crofty and the broad, and make them shuffle. Well, they were about to make us feel like we did when we had to watch Monaco with no overtaking or yellow flags. Brundle left the room and made his way to the helicopter. I could hear it starting up outside. It was just the three of us in the room: the henchman with the gun, Dixie Normus bound up, and myself, David fucking croft, tied to a chair. I was desperate, like Alex Albon, to get another F1 seat. Dixie Normus was able to wiggle and jiggle, and make her mouth gag free. Please sir, before you do anything to us, maybe maybe there is something I can do to persuade you into changing your mind, Dixie Normus said with fear in her voice to the henchman. He turned and faced her, looking at her, up and down, like she was a piece of meat. And this carnivore was ready to be fed. He made his way to her and slowly began to untire. She pressed her body against his, glancing over at me every now and then. I knew she was doing this for us. She was thinking of me the entire time. Once freed, she kicked him ferociously in the junk, like Max Verstappen kicking a blown tire in Baku. He crumbled to the ground and the gun went flying across the room. He was moaning in agony and pain, rolling around. the ground. Dixie Normus ran towards me, quickly untie me. Did I do good, Crofty? She asked. Her voice was so smoothing, soothing and sexy. It was like a drug to me and I couldn't get enough. You did very well. Now quickly, grab that gun, I said. She reached for my groin. No, no, Dixie, not that gun. Over there. I said correcting her The henchman was slowly getting to his feet Dixie lobbed the gun towards me and the henchman lunged forward like he was diving down the inside line into the corner He reached out to intercept the gun but wasn't able to get there in time I caught it and immediately pointed it at the henchman's head. He backed up and Dixie Norma shrieked like the tyres when they lock up under heavy braking Why do you follow this man like he is the safety car Why do you follow Martin Brundle I ask, curious, wanting to know his answer. I follow Lord Brundle because he can possess any woman he desires. I wish to learn his ways. The henchman replies. Ah, yes of course. I know about Brundle's ways with the ladies. I too was obsessed with that man many moons ago, stated. The henchman ran at me like I was debris and he was a marshal looking to get on TV. I hit him over the head with the butt of the gun, as hard as I could. Dixie Normus ran to me, wrapped her arms around me. My hero, she cried. I looked down at his limp body. I guess it's lights out, and away we go. Look what we have here, Dixie Normus and David Croft reunited! Will Crofty ever be able to catch Martin Brundle? Why has Martin Brundle all of a sudden got a Scottish accent? Find out next time on the Crofty Love Files. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. We are only a few episodes away from episode number 50. Get excited. We're going to have special guests, probably. Lots of different people on the show, maybe. So, let's get fired up. Episode 50, only a couple of weeks away. Less than that. Only a couple of episodes away. About a week and a half. So make sure you have subscribed. You are following... The podcast. Park it by my fair bay on your podcast listening device. Oh, I'm excited. Get those electric guitars out. Let's do it. Woo! Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> what a show we are going to have for you. Episode 50, only a couple of episodes away. Hey, I'm surprised I'm even made. I've pissed off a lot of people already with this show. So, uh, how many more can I piss off? I mean, we still haven't made it. There are a couple of episodes to go, but it's going to be very interesting to see how many episodes this show can actually produce. Special guest, too. I'm, I'm excited. Who do you think it will be? Lewis Hamilton? Valdry Bottas? My mate Rick? Yeah, if I was a betting man, I think I'd know who it is, but uh, get excited. Make sure you are subscribed and following. Hit me up on the socials app. I my my family, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, I am so fired up. Now, we have finally arrived at the Paul Ricard Grand Prix. Well, sorry, the French Grand Prix at the Paul Ricard circuit. Jean-Luc Picard circuit. Bolly go when no man has gone before. Live long and prosper. And when we look at a race, we need to predict what's going to happen. So let's look at the... Cody's top (laughs) five. five. Things that are going to happen this weekend. Number five, I will fall asleep during the race. There won't be much going on. It will be a snooze fest. I hope I'm wrong. But it's, it's, it's the French Grand Prix. It's one of the ones on the calendar. The French government paid a lot of money for it. They get the race. You know, it's what's going to happen. Number four on. Caldi's top five. Bottas is going to finish P7. Now, Bottas rumored talks are getting to him, and he will struggle again. Monaco, he looked great. He looked really good, and was screwed over by his pit crew. Baku, he just had nothing. With a teammate fighting for the lead, and now Paul Riccard, he won't be. A, He won't do well. And Mercedes will struggle with the Constructors' Championship points and Red Bull will start to pull ahead. Perez and Verstappen are going to have a great weekend, even if Hamilton has a great weekend. You know, they're going to be able to extend that gap. Number three, Ferrari drop out. Drop out of the points, I mean. Only one Ferrari, I think, is going to score points this weekend. I think it's going to be Charles Leclerc. Leclerc, however you say his name, that's going to have to be an investigation. Detective Cordy, get on that, please. How do we actually say your name? And the other Carlos signs. he's not going to, yeah, he's not going to score. Charles Leclerc's only got his scrape into the points. I'm thinking P10, maybe P9. It's not going to be a good weekend for Ferrari. Number two. Cordy's, oh, Cordy's. top five. Top five, thank you. very. You're very slow today, voiceover man. Daniel Ricciardo has a great race and we stopped questioning him. Oh my God, it finally happened. Lucky for him, Bottas has been so incredibly shithouse. Otherwise, the spotlight would be on Danny Rick, Daniel Ricciardo, because he's not been great. The head to head in qualifying with Norris is 3 3, and that's only 3 3 because Norris ran wide in Imola. Otherwise, not only would it be 4 to 2, it would be 4 to 2 with Norris getting a pole position. Number one. Caldi's top five. Oh, Cody's top five things that are going to happen at the Paul Ricard circuit on the weekend. Hamilton will win ahead of Verstappen and ahead of Perez. Order is restored at Mercedes. Bottas is going to probably race one of his last races for Mercedes. And they start making the fittings for that driver's cockpit. Ready for Georgie Boy. Missed the Saturday. George Russell That's it. That is Cody's top five. Cody's top five. That's what's going to happen this weekend. Take it to the bank. I've warned you. I've warned you. If you want to be a millionaire, that's what you're going to do is listen to your main squeeze. Cody, because I'm giving you all the facts right now. You just need to know what to do with it. All right. It's time. (laughs) I've got to wrap it up quickly because I'm missing out on some probably riveting free... Oh, my God. Has Mazvin already gone off? Oh, my Jesus. All right. I'm kidding. I haven't even turned it on yet. But get excited. Kind of. We have some racing at least. It's Raw Seek Race Week. Let's go, baby. Make sure you subscribe, follow on all the podcast listening devices. They're all there. All right. Or if you missed any, head over to the website, parkinitbyfairbay.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They're all there as well. And that's it for episode number 47. Thank you so much for stopping by, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.